Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news and morning mixtape. It is Tuesday, June 6th, and I'm your host, Marina Schwitze, reporting for CJRU, 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today. First up, Canada is experiencing unprecedented wildfires this spring. On the same note, Toronto has started to feel the effects of Quebec's fires on its climate. And if the heat waves continue to strike this summer in Ontario, province could be at risk of energy shortfalls. And then we'll hear from Sharanki with some exciting tips on what to do this summer in Toronto. So let's get to the news. This year, according to new federal numbers, Canada could exceed the largest total amount of burned area recorded in the country in a single year. Natural Resources Canada released updated data and forecast this Monday showing that as of June 4th, Sunday, there had been over 2,200 wildfires across Canada this year, and about 3 million hectares burned. The 10-year average over the same time frame is about 1,500 fires, and just over 250,000 hectares burned. According to the Globe and Mail, the department said it is unusual to have blazes across most of the country this early in the wildfire season, and that Canada could pass the annual record for burned area if the current rate of fire activity continues. The figures and analysis were released in conjunction with a Monday news conference by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his ministers to discuss the data. Trudeau expressed a willingness to spend more on support if the situation worsens. He said, with the given projections, it is expected that we have enough resources to cover the summer. If things get worse, we're developing contingency plans and we will, of course, make sure that we are there to ensure that all Canadians are protected right through the summer. Brian Simpson, a semi-retired consultant based in Castle Gear, BC, who spent four dec decades fighting wildfires and eventually led BC's wildfire service, said Canada's systems for fighting disaster is based on the idea that only one side of the country will burn at a time. That way, provinces with lower levels of risk can share their firefighters and equipment, which has worked well in past years. This year, however, with so many fires burning from the Atlantic to BC so early in this, this season, the system is facing major pressure. So far, according to what federal officials said during their Monday briefing, 198 Canadian firefighters have traveled to other provinces this season to pitch in, and over 950 foreign firefighters have landed in Canada. Quebec Premier Francois Legault said more than 580 firefighters are fighting about 30 fires in his province. But more than 160 forest fires are burning there, he added, and international support is needed. According to the Global Mail, Legault said that no lives have been lost in the province's fires, but they have forced about 10,000 people out of their homes. Federal Emergency Preparedness Minister Bill Blair said on Monday there were 413 wildfires burning across Canada and that 249 of those were deemed out of control. There were 18 active wildfires impacting First Nations, including six in Alberta, five in Saskatchewan, one in Northwestern Territories, four in Quebec, and two in Nova Scotia. According to Routers, wildfires, which are the second most expensive disaster in Canada after flooding, have already destroyed homes, impacted oil and gas production in the main crude-producing province of Alberta, and polluted the air in both Canada and the United States. And about 26,000 people had been evacuated from their homes across the country so far. Moving on to local news, Toronto is starting to feel the effects of the raging wildfires in Quebec. Environment Canada is warning people that they could feel its impact over the next few days as Torontonians see a haze slowly selling over the city. 
a special air quality statement was issued for Toronto on Monday as smoky skies from Quebec's forest fires reduced visibility in the city. The statement reads, High levels of air pollution are expected due to smoke from forest fires. Northerly winds are pushing smoke plumes from Quebec's wildfires southward, causing poor air quality in Toronto, according to the Toronto Star. Moderate to high-risk air quality health index values are still expected today. The Weather Service warned that people with asthma, older adults, children, pregnant people, and people who work outdoors are more likely to experience health effects from the smoke. Besides the heated and polluted skies, the wildfire smokes also cause an interesting meteorological event, a red moon. On Sunday, Toronto saw a strawberry red moon in the sky. Environment Canada warning preparedness meteorologist Gerald Cheng said the moon's reddish color is related to the wildfire smoke, which can also affect the color of the sun. Cheng said that when we typically see a red sun during a sunrise, for example, we're observing it through a thicker atmosphere. Then he also said, there's more particular matter between our eyes and the sun. Right now, we don't need to wait for the sunrise or sunset because of the increase of particulars in the atmosphere due to the smoke. So this is why the moon was red on Sunday. Now in Ontario, if heat waves continue to strike, the province could be facing energy shortfalls this summer, says New Report. The report, released by nonprofit North American Electric Reliability Corporation, suggests Ontario has entered a period in which generation and transmission outages will be increasingly difficult to accommodate. According to CTV News, the province is the only Canadian region listed in the May Summer Reliability Assessment as being at an elevated risk of shortfalls should temperatures spike. The report noted planned outages due to nuclear plant refurbishment have reduced electricity supply resources. It also suggests the Windsor-Essex area may not be able to get sufficient supply due to increasing demand. However, the regulator also says Ontario could rely on imports and outage management for a significant number of weeks under both normal and extreme weather conditions. Tom Chapman, an energy economist with the Brado Group, told CTV News Toronto on Monday, the risk of energy shortage is slightly heightened due to generated outages and potentially bad weather. However, he doesn't anticipate mass power outages unless there are extreme circumstances. Chapman says Ontario has come a long way since the summer of 2003, when a massive power outage caused a blackout not only across the province, but also in the United States. He notes that the province has boosted its supply of renewable, nuclear, and hydroelectric power. Well, that was it for me today, and now I'll leave you with Sharanki for some tips of what to do this summer in Toronto. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sharanki Kalitharasa, and today I'll give you some exciting tips on what to do this summer in Toronto. With summer approaching and the temperatures rising, I'm sure many of you want to go out and enjoy outdoor events with your family and friends. But that also means it's really easy to spend a lot of money as well. So I'm here to make your lives easier. I'm here to help you save money and to help you make the most out of the weather in the comfort of your own city. Today's segment is about three different events you can attend in Toronto with your family and friends during the summer. So keep listening to learn more about some exciting things you can do. At number one, we have the Toronto's Pride Festival. With the month of June being Pride Month, there are a number of different activities and events across Toronto to celebrate and honor the LGBTQIA community. Toronto Pride was found in 1981 and works to support the LGBTQIA community and ensure that they are heard and valued. That being said, the annual Toronto Pride Parade will be returning this year on the 25th. 
It will start at Fleur and Church Streets and will end at Young and Dundas Streets. So be sure to join with your family and friends. Check out PrideToronto.com for more information on Pride Month events. At number two, we have the TD Toronto Jazz Festival. The Toronto Jazz Festival is a 10-day jazz event with many different events spanning across different venues in Toronto. There are both free and ticketed events. So this year, it will be running from June 20th to July 2nd, and some of the featured artists that will be performing are Herbie Hancock, Ashanti, Bad Bad Not Good, and Melody Gardot. So be sure to check out torontojazz.com for more information regarding locations for each concert and ticketing information. Finally, at number three, we have the Big on Bloor, Bloorville's Festival of Arts and Culture. Big on Bloor gives the opportunity for local businesses as well as artists to display their works. This event happens at Bloor Street West and runs all the way from Dufferin to Lansdowne. It's a pedestrian-only event and the roads will be close to cars, making it very safe too. This year, the Big on Bloor event will be held on July 15th to July 16th, and entrance is free, so make sure to join with your family and friends to support local artists and learn about the different cultures that make Toronto diverse. If you're a local artist or would like to set up a vendor, visit their website at bigonbloorfestival.com. Applications for booths close on July 2nd, so be quick. With that, this concludes my recommendations for today. Mark your calendars with the following dates. The Pride Parade is on June 25th, the Toronto Jazz Festival is from June 23rd to July 2nd, and the Big on Bloor event is from July 15th to July 16th. This is Sharanki Kalain Tharasa signing off from today's segment. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will see you next week for CJU 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schweitzer.